Hello and welcome to this episode of Science, Solutions, and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. This is episode 33, and I want to give you an introduction to hypothyroidism. That is, when your thyroid is under-functioning. So, there's a couple types of hypothyroidism, and if your doctor says that your thyroid is out of whack, you should probably ask them if it is Hashimoto's or if it is caused by an autoimmune disease. So Hashimoto's actually usually starts out as hyperthyroidism and then goes into hypothyroidism. When you get into hypothyroidism, you may have some unexplained weight gain, a lot of fatigue. There are over 150 different symptoms when your thyroid is under secreting. You might have dry skin, hair loss, constipation, depression, joint stiffness, puffy eyes, sensitivity to cold, the list goes on. This is actually really common for people. A lot of the times they go, well, why am I so tired? Finally, they get a diagnosis. Their thyroid is under functioning. And this is really important because a lot of times if you know that it's caused by an autoimmune disease, you can determine some of the steps that you can take to make yourself feel better or at least help yourself feel a little bit better. Before I get really into making some suggestions for nutrition and exercise and kind of explaining this more um, nutrition and supplementation, I want to say that this podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, or mitigate any disease. Please consult a healthcare professional before making any changes to your diet or supplement routines. And I have to say that because I'm not trying to give you medical advice, just trying to help educate you on hypothyroidism, whether it's for you or for a friend, or just so that you can learn something new today. So your thyroid. Your thyroid is a hormone production facility located, it's a little butterfly in your neck, well, base of your neck, right in top of your chest, however else you want to say it. Um, It is very dependent on iodine, which is why we used to see people get goiters, was the lack of iodine, why we had iodized salt, and then also the amino acid tyrosine. So these two nutrients, um, amino acid and the mineral iodine, help to produce thyroid hormones. And there's quite a few. There's T1 through T4 um, that help. This is just how we have our our hormones named. Um, And they function at different levels. But T3 and T4 are the functionally active hormones. We have more T4. When they test thyroid hormones, they're looking at a general score. They don't tend to dive in unless you go to a specialist to see which ones you're lacking. But T3 is the hormone that enters cells directly and helps to activate genes. T4 more circulates in the blood until T3 is needed and then it's converted. So it's really interesting how the thyroid hormones work in our body. But the idea is that the thyroid's main job is cellular metabolism. So that's why we see the weight gain with hypothyroidism and we actually see weight loss with hyperthyroidism. So the thyroid hormones can control the rate at which every cell uses oxygen. So they can actually slow your metabolism down by as much as 50%. So no amount of dieting will help you to lose weight if you have an under-functioning 
thyroid, which is why it's so frustrating for some people. So you have to support your thyroid. Now, what are the things that you might be doing that are being detrimental to your thyroid? So nutrient deficiencies. So if you're not getting enough nutrients, this is why I'm doing a a whole podcast on basic supplementation, but a high quality multivitamin, our food supply isn't the same as it used to be. So we may be lacking some nutrients because our soils aren't as healthy. So uh, deficiencies in minerals like selenium, iron, and zinc can have really heavy effects on the thyroid. Iodine, obviously why we iodize salt to avoid those goiters, but we tend to eat sea- with sea salt and other salts now, so we don't have iodized salt. So either eating kelp, right, those seaweed snacks, or having some iodine supplementation, we'll get more into that. A vitamin A deficiency can also cause hypothyroidism, um, as well as zinc and vitamin C. We need all of those things. Uh, the most common cause of problems with your thyroid, well, common causes, I would say, um, the two that stick out to me are toxin overload. So when we expose our body to a lot of toxins, whether we mean to or not, through all of the different chemicals that we use in our skin and hair products and our deodorants and our cleaning of our environment, we're exposed to a lot. And those toxins um, can, can mess with our thyroid hormone activity. The other thing that's really common, especially in autoimmune diseases, is leaky gut. So anytime you have permeability of the gut, of the intestinal lining, you can see an increase in autoimmune disease because the body doesn't know what to react to. These larger particles are getting through and your body's not able to discern between nutrients and foreign substances. So it puts an extra load on the body and it triggers autoimmune responses. So your body starts to make antigens against things that are might be good for you. Um, any type of gut dysbiosis can cause intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And when we consume foods that we may have an allergy to or developed an allergy to, we can increase this intestinal permeability. Biggest example would be a lot of people may have a wheat sensitivity and this causes damage, right? We all know that wheat has, or we don't all know, but wheat has zonulin, which opens up the tight gap junctions of your, between your intestinal cells. And that can cause larger particles to get through. Your body makes antigens against these things and it causes inflammation. So next time you go to eat that thing that had a larger particle, whether it be a peanut or some checks or whatever it was, your body's going to have antigens and have an inflammation reaction to that food, eggs, whatever it is. Now, when you have damage to your gut, it also makes it harder for you to digest dairy. Lactose is digested at the very ends of your um, villi in your small intestine, in your large intestine, in your small intestine. And if there's damage to those villi, then you will not have uh, ability to digest lactose. So when you have lactose intolerance, which is super common, you have some gas. But basically, all of these things are an imbalanced intestinal flora, and they can lead to food allergies and sensitivities. So those are the two biggest things, toxin overload, um, whether it be from plastics, again, from environmental things, or from daily care products, um, those can contribute to 
low functioning thyroid. Caffeine is another one. Caffeine um, can interfere, interfere with the manufacturing of thyroid hormones, certain drugs, um, different steroids and things like that. Uh, hormones, so if we take birth control or any type of xenoestrogens, um, talking about environmental toxins, things like fluorine, chlorine, these things that we put in our water supply in order to clean them. Fluoride can actually be found right in many toothpastes. Mercury, any type of free radical excess in the body can damage the thyroid. If we have a lot of stress, whether it be physical stress or mental stress, those things can also damage the body, the adrenal response. Again, caffeine has an effect in that. Um, constipation or poor elimination, when we don't go to the bathroom enough, then we can hold toxins in our body. Again, I already touched on food sensitivities, yo-yo dieting or low-calorie dieting. So if you starve yourself, you can also damage your thyroid, which as you gain weight, you may want to starve yourself because you feel yucky that you're gaining so much weight. So then you just compound the problem. So eating enough is always important. And I tell my clients that all the time, eat enough and drink lots of water. Those are very important things. So let's talk about things that support the thyroid because that's a whole long list of things that can damage your thyroid and cause issues, uh, whether it be autoimmune issues or just damage to the thyroid. Maintaining a proper weight would be the first thing you're going to support your health, support your thyroid health. Nutrient-rich diet, so whole foods diet as much as you can. Uh, I love the paleo diet, eating more foods that are natural, closer to their raw state, less processed foods. So some thyroid-friendly foods would be things like egg yolks, things from the sea, so seafood, including seaweed, molasses, parsley, apricots, uh, prunes. All of those things that help you keep you regular are also going to help you get rid of toxins, so it's going to help support your thyroid. Now, four cups of brightly colored fruits and veggies per day. If you've heard me talk about the walls protocol, then you know that two full plates full of vegetables for two meals, um, big old platefuls of vegetables, the more vegetables you can eat, the more your body can use all those nutrients naturally um, in order to get rid of toxins and also to provide some trace minerals. You also want to make sure you support your body with healthy fats. So avocados, nuts, seeds, olive oil that hasn't been heated, coconut oil. Uh, make sure that you're getting plenty of healthy fat. Be moderate in your starches. Avoid foods that are allergens. Uh, the top eight allergens. I guess not really because I'm encouraging seafood. But the big ones, let's think of the soy, peanuts tree nuts, you want to avoid dairy, avoid wheat, avoid refined, refined sugar. Um, so really just try to have a low allergen diet. That way your body can do what it's meant to do instead of be fighting. Again, ocean vegetables. So talking about the iodine in kelp and things like that, that'll be one of the nutrients that I consider supplementing. Um, if you do have a under-functioning thyroid. Coconut oil is very supportive. So coconut oil can help heal the gut and also provide medium-chain triglycerides. 
Also try to eat probiotic rich foods. Try yogurt, kefir, fermented vegetables, kombucha. Um, all of those things help to support your intestine and also immune function. Now, supplementation. Nutrition intervention can be very important to help support and heal your thyroid. So nutrients that you should consider is iodine. So if you have an iodine deficiency, then you will not produce as much thyroid hormones as I kind of discussed earlier. So take, I take iosol iodine. It is a great form that your body, so iodine can build up in your body, but this form your body can actually get rid of. So your body uses what it needs to of it. Uh, if you need to know specifically what ISOL iodine is, you can shoot me a message and I can show you, but it's I-O-S-O-L iodine. You could also do kelp. Um, that is a way to get iodine, but I really like that ISOL iodine. Wow. So always start with a high quality multivitamin. A high quality multivitamin plus take some other nutrients to support the thyroid. So take some extra zinc, um, total between your multivitamin and your zinc supplement, you should be around 20 to 50 milligrams for a therapeutic dose. Vitamin E, take an additional 400 IU um, because it's a great antioxidant um, and deficiency in vitamin E can actually decrease how well you absorb iodine. Vitamin A is another antioxidant, including your multivitamin. You want between 15,000 to 25,000 IU. Vitamin C, again, antioxidant, helps the immune system, but also is a building block for things like collagen and your thyroid hormones. So 500 milligrams four times a day. If you take too much at one time, your body just gets rid of it because it is a water-soluble vitamin. So kind of spread those out. Um, so 2,000 milligrams a day, that's including your multivitamin. Your B vitamins, you can take on top of your multivitamin. Your B2 helps convert T4 to T3. Niacin is your B3. Uh, pyridoxine, which is your B6. If your body doesn't have B6, it's hard for your body to utilize iodine. Minerals and amino acids, let's look at selenium. Um, about 100 to 200 micrograms per day, including your multivitamin. Tyrosine is actually a great amino acid to support the thyroid. Chromium helps with blood sugar balance, so it can also help your body get more normal and avoid those blood sugar fluctuations that are really hard on your thyroid. B12 uh, can help with energy naturally if you are low in it. It's also hard to absorb as we get older because we lack intrinsic factor. So taking B12 can be helpful as well. And then your essential fatty acids. So if you're deficient uh, in fatty acids, it can really affect your body's production of hormones. So I talked a little bit about, about taking iodine. Um, other herbs besides kelp, I mean, herbs, kelp is not really an herb, it's a sea vegetable, but Herbs that can support and that I'm a huge fan of um, are adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha. And you can take that like a uh, supplement. You can take it in a tea. You can um, take it in a tincture as well. But ashwagandha is very supportive. You see more and more of that in the market today. And then milk thistle. Um, but you do want to avoid 
stimulant herbs. So avoid the guaranas, anything that's going to act like caffeine because that's going to be harder on your body. So again, the Ayurvedic, ashwagandha, and then milk thistle, which is going to help support the liver and detox functions, which are important in supporting your thyroid. So that's nutrition and that is supplementation. So how about lifestyle? Lifestyle, yoga is really good for your thyroid. If you think of the shoulder stand, if you can do a shoulder stand for a long time at home, it can help with the thyroid gland function practice stress management, use indulgent bed rest, get your body nice and rested, try to develop a sleep pattern that your body can get used to, get your circadian rhythm going how it should be. So that's an introduction to hypothyroidism. And if you have questions, I'd be happy to answer them. You can post them as a comment on my blog. You can message me on social media. Uh, if you join my Patreon, you can actually have a text the nutritionist function for just $50 a month. My, um, I give you my personal cell phone number and then you can text me your questions. But nutrition and hypothyroidism, I think that this is an interesting topic and I will cover more on autoimmune disease and maybe even do a longer piece on hypothyroidism if people are interested in it. Again, this is Sarah Jane with Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. This was episode 33. Thanks for listening.